daily. The weekend eve. It's the time again. And see, I haven't made the joke about hanging your weekend stocking in so long. Still didn't make it. Still didn't make it. Just informs you that I did not. That's a technicality, and you know how I feel about those. Welcome to the 18th of August. We're the fine folks from GeekRadioDaily.com. Welcoming you to, wait for it, National Ice Cream Pie Day. Ice cream pie? That's what I said. I'm like, ice Every cream pie. Every time I bake it, it just never turns out right. <laughs> right? It's it's very strange and odd thing. So what are you going to do? I have no idea. Uh, anyway, the folks that are bringing it to you today, uh, the man that sticks by his standards... No matter what, that there's podcast, Edward Siegfried. I will definitely suck out the poison. I once won first prize in poison sucking. That was a good time. Well, just sucking. Hi, I'm the wonderful Billy Flynn. Ma'am, I don't know what else you want me to say to them, and I'm also going to need to know where your commode's at. That's pretty much what I do at work all day. What happened today, sir? In 1856, the U.S. Copyright Act is extended to include dramatic works. 1868, French astronomer Pierre-Jules César Janssen discovers helium in the solar spectrum during an eclipse. It marks the first discovery of an extraterrestrial element since helium had not yet been discovered on Earth. Ooh. 1877, Asaph Hall discovers the Martian moon of Phobos. 1903, German engineer Carl Jatho allegedly flies a motorized gliding airplane four months before the Wright brothers make their first flight. But who had better PR people? Yep, that's the way it always works. 1932, the Scottish aviator Jim Mollison makes the first westbound transatlantic solo flight. I wonder if it took longer. 1947, nine years after selling their first oscillators out of a garage in Palo Alto, California, Willem Hewlett and David Packard incorporate Hewlett Packard Company for all the oscillator needs that you have. 1949, the first filmed recording of CBS Color Television is made in Washington, D.C. using a U.S. Navy-designed burnt Maurer camera. Same day, same year, Henry Bosenberg of New Jersey is granted the first horticulture patent for a climbing rose. 1951, the first transcontinental wireless phone call is made from San Francisco by Mark Sullivan, president of PT and HT Killingsworth of At and in New York City. 1956, the Alexander Graham Bell Museum opens in Baddock, Nova Scotia. But if you go there, knock on the back door and say, ahoy, ahoy. 1960, Collins Radio, a manufacturer of aviation and information systems, successfully transmits a photography via satellite from its headquarters in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Same day, same year, the Discovery 14 becomes the first satellite to be ejected from an orbiting space vehicle and will later become the first satellite to be recovered in midair. 1968, the first very first official Gen Con is held at the Horticultural Hall in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. Somewhere between 50 and 100 people attend. Over the coming years, the event will evolve into one of the largest and most prominent gaming conventions in North America. That's how many people are in a small panel now. 1976, the Soviet <laughs> Union's Luna 24 or Lunik 24 space probe soft lands on the moon in the the Sea of Crisis. We're not saying that. It's the last of the Luna series and the third to collect lunar soil samples. 1982, Atari announces that it has obtained exclusive global rights to market video games based on the movie E.T. the Extraterrestrial. The company's first attempt to develop an E.T. game will be remembered as one of the biggest debacles in video game history. Oh, cool. We've got the rights. Awesome. When do we have to have it in shelves? Eight weeks. Oh, God. 1980. Game. It wasn't good, but I liked it. 1992. Midway Amusement Games releases Mortal Kombat version 2.002 arcades in the U.S. Wang Laboratories Incorporated, a former computer industry giant, files for bankruptcy after accumulating losses of $3.5 billion over the past few years. 
1993, Atari first announces the Jaguar 64-bit game system in a press conference held at the company's headquarters in Sunnyvale, California. Okay, Aliens vs. Predator was kind of cool on it. 1995, New Line Cinema releases the fantasy film Mortal Kombat! Directed by Paul W.S. Anderson and starring Christopher Lambert, Robin Chu, then in Ashby, Carrie, Hiryu, Katagawa, Bridge Wilson, and tell us a story. Wait, I went Mission Impossible there. What? A little bit. 2003, Adobe first releases the newly purchased Cool Edit Pro 2.0, which this show is still edited on, as Adobe Audition. After purchasing it from Centrillium Software in May of 2003, the initial version version of Adobe Audition is largely unchanged, but additional features will be added to version 1.5, and now it's a monthly subscription online. Ironically, I edit my work podcast in Adobe Audition. How about that? But anything else, any other projects I work on, I edit in Audacity. Nice. 2005, NASA decides to push the launch date of the next shuttle mission, STS-121, to March 2006 and reassign it from Atlantis to Discovery. The purpose of the mission is to test new safety and repair techniques and to deliver equipment and European Space Agency astronaut Thomas Reiter from Germany to the ISS. Same day, same year, Upper Deck Entertainment announces the World of Warcraft trading card game based on Blizzard's Morpig. In this trading card game, each player uses a hero card in a deck consisting of allies and other supporting cards. In booster and starter packs, gamers can find cards representing weapons, abilities, armor, items, and quests. And that's what made it crack to children. 2006, the fantasy film The Illusionist, directed by Neil Berger and starring Edward Norton, Paul Giamatti, Jessica Biel, Rufus Sewell, Eddie Marzin, and Eleanor Tomlinson is distributed in a limited release. 2008, Dell's attempt to trademark the term cloud computing is refused. 2010, Facebook unveils the location-sharing places platform that will allow users to announce the location via the social network. See, they don't need to put trackers in anything. Do it ourselves. 2020, 75% of the captured subjects for the faked bioterrorist attack experiment are dead thanks to the virus they've actually been given. Oh, oh, that V for Vendetta stuff. 2154, the military is defeated by the Na'avi with Colonel Miles Quidditch shot by Naruto's arrows. I don't care. It's a stupid movie. (laughs) That's a good attitude. Birthdays? Andy Samberg is 44 from the Lonely Island, SNL, Hot Rod, and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Caitlin Olson is 47. D, and it's always Sunny, the Mick, Finding Dory, and Flipped. Remember when Quibi was a thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she apparently recently did uh, some commercials for uh, an erectile dysfunction pill that she did with Ryan Reynolds. Oh, well, I'm sure she can help with that. And and debuted when her husband was uh, hosting one of the late night talk shows as a guest host. (laughs) He, he didn't seem to realize it was coming because the guy looked exactly like him anyway. Uh, Malcolm Jamal Warner is 52 from Theo on The Cosby Show. Malcolm and Eddie, Jeremiah, American Crime Story, The Resident and Community. Christian Slater is 53 from Heather's Fern Gully, Breaking In, Mr. Robot. That's crazy that he's only 53. Right? It would have seemed like he would have been older. Yeah, not because he looks older, because he looks frankly She's younger. been around than forever. That, exactly. Edward Norton is 53 from Primal Fear. People versus Larry Flint, Incredible Hulk, and of course, Death to Smoochie. Hey, the illusionist, Brian Michael Bendis is 55. <laughs> we don't even have it in there. The writer of Ultimate Spider-Man, House of M, Secret Invasion. Nobody watched The Illusionist. <laughs> I think I saw it. I think he made the memory of it disappear. Jim Florentine is 58, special ed on Crank Yakers. 
He might have done other things. Craig Burko is 58 from Long Kiss Goodnight. Very underappreciated. Fear and Loathing, 13th Floor, Boston Legal. Glenn Plummer is 61 from Menace to Society, Showgirls, Day After Tomorrow. Martin Mull is 79 from Fernwood Tonight. Clue, Roseanne, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, The Cool Kids. Something else we forgot about. He's he's one of those cats that's been in a lot of million stuff. things. Martin stayed no longer with us in 1834. Marshall Field, an American businessman, founded Marshall Fields. 1920, Shelley Winters from the Poseidon Adventure, Lolita, Pete's Dragon. 1926, John P. Finnegan, Warren T. Rat in American Tale, and he also played that same character in JFK. <laughs> 1935, Gail Fisher from Mannix, and she was the first black woman to ever win a Golden Globe. And 1952, Patrick Swayze from Red Dawn, Roadhouse, Ghost, Point Break, Donnie Darko, hell of a dancer. Chris Farley taught him all those moves. Oh, that's that's true. That's true. CBS has a new big brother. ABC Redemption on a new Pressure Luck. You're not that old on a new Generation Gap and the Billion Dollar Con on a new The Con. NBC has Law & Order, Law & Order SVU, and Law & Order OC. Uh, Fox has a rerun of MasterChef and a one-hour rerun of Welcome to Flatch. Reruns. CW has a new bump. Who's Line and Great Chocolate Showdown. That's weird. Freeform. Davia forces her hometown nightmares or faces them even when she returns home. Isabella and Gail face the consequences of their violent encounter or force even. Mariana and the FCGs make a choice between focusing or forcing on morals for profits for the success of their business on a new good trabal. AMC is, a, what, at least a day late on the birthday boy? Right? A fast times at Ridgemont High? What the hell's that about? Bravo, the group looks forward to Peaches and Lil Craig's wedding. Shep talks to Whitney about his marriage fears. Austin pouts when he sees Olivia's blind date. The maid of honor Madison argues with the best man, Austin, on a new Southern charm. FX has the secret life of pets, too. I'm just going to spoil it for you. It's eating and pooping. Oh, my God. FXX, Simpsons Marathon, you got your days of future future. And what to expect when Bart's expecting. FXM has hidden figures. BBC America. America Sniper! Seriously, stay away from me. (laughs) But further than you can shoot. Please. Siffy has After Earth. TNT, Birds of Prey, and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Ooh. True TV has to celebrate Adam turning 40. John plans a weekend he knows Adam will love. Weed, whiskey, and forging weaponry. That's a terrible mix. On a new 101 Places to Party Before You Die, which may happen that episode. It could. But we're watching the Lifetime Movie Network because a group of women starts a secret cult in which every member must personify, personify? Must personify one of the seven deadly sins. And as they go missing one by one, the remaining members come to the realization that there's more to their small town than they thought. Caitlin Bernard and Bernie Coates. No, Brenna. Brenna Coates star in... The Sinners. The wonderful Billy Flynn looks at what Chad and Abby are up to now. If you know what TV show they're on this week, you could win yourself a prize. It's your further adventures of Chad and Abby update. While on an underwater exploration, Abby discovers an opening that leads to a hidden world where all the aquatic creatures share a mental link. Now her telepathy allows her to communicate with this strange creature that convinces her to bring it back into our world. Stefan sends Marlena and Kate to investigate and Kate falls in love with that mysterious creature. Shocker. 
Abby has to deal with the killer's delight in poisoning a new world. Her descent three times the amount anyone ever did was much more exciting than her time as one of the blazing stewardesses. Hashtag Chappy. Forever. Ooh, it's time to check your mailbox. Hey, GRD. Oh, wow. I finally know one of these, and I think it's one of these that not a lot of people actually know. Chad and Abby are currently having all kinds of wacky adventures as part of the... I'm sure that no one from ABC or CBS sued anybody because of this. I hope that wasn't a hint. That is from Thomas. Well, yes, Thomas, you're absolutely right. That is exactly where Chad and Abby are. And yes, this is a kind of forgotten thing. And no, I'm not sure anybody was sued because they took care of that very early on in pre-production. If you have the slightest idea of what we're talking about, you should let us know. It's podcast at geekradiodaily.com. Or, of course, you can send a voicemail or text message to pontificate further about it. Just use the magic numbers. 510-G-R-D-Curl. Okay, it's not the skatebirds. Get the full spectrum of electronic selection at Tiger Squawk Records. TigerSquawkRecords.bandcamp.com, Facebook.com slash Tiger Squawk Records. Industrial, goth, electronic rock, EBM, EDM, IDM, experimental and noise. Spanning the globe direct to your earlobe. It's the record label with jumper cables. Tiger Squawk Records. Tiger Squawk Records.bandcamp.com, Facebook.com slash Tiger Squawk Records. Hi, this is Corin Nemec from Parker Lewis Can't Lose, and you're listening to Geek Radio Daily. Still probably the best show we ever did. <laughs> and you got to write that script. That was awesome, dude. Good for you. He said words that came from your mind. That's got to feel good. Greetings, mm-hmm. Starfighter. You have been recruited by the Star League to defend the frontier against Zor and the Kodan Armada. Get ready. Prepare for blast one thing I knew is that my allies and I had just obliterated the largest horde of rabid zombies I'd ever encountered, and then suddenly, Chief Wiggum 49 and Halo is my bitch 12 decided to frag me. Esports is missing out by not having someone dresses him in play. Oh, what can you play wrong. this week? We've got Themesia. Thymesia. It's a dark fantasy action RPG that features a plague weapon system. This sounds kind of interesting. Available for the PC. Bounty of one. 2D action roguelite for the PC. We are OFK. It's a narrative adventure game about an indie pop band living in Los Angeles. Available for the PC. Metro Cross, a Namco action game where the player is a contestant on the futuristic game show Metro Cross for Switch and PS4. Saints Row. Saints Row gets rebooted in 2022. It's available for the PC. Yars Recharged, a reimagining of Atari's 1982 classic Yars Revenge, where your spaceship looked like a bug, kind of, for the PC. Yeah, I like that game. Once I figured out how in the hell to play it. Guide Wars 2, it's an online RPG developed by ArenaNet and continues the subscriptionless base business model of the original Guild Wars. The game is set about 250 years after the events of its predecessor in a world devastated by the ancient Elder Dragons, resurfacing after a millennia of slumber. It's available now for the PC. Islets, an action-adventure Metroidvania following young warrior Aiko Aiko IA as he tries to reunite the islands of his fragmented world that is available for the PC. I'm not wearing any pants. Film at 11. Geek News! Taking a look at the world. From a geeky point of view, Bert and Bertie from 
Hawkeye, our flag means death, are negotiations to direct a feature film based on the Big Thunder Mountain, used to be known as Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, minecart ride attraction at Disneyland. I'd rather see Charlie's Adventure to Candy Lucky Chap Entertainment and Scott Freer are backing the project with Kieran and Michelle Moroni writing the script for the film. Plot details are unknown at this time beyond it being inspired by the 1979 ride set in a mining town where gold is discovered. We're getting this, and yet we're still having to wait for a Captain EO movie? Right, that is just the dumbest damn... Disney, of course, has had some success in this film with Pirates of the Caribbean, more recently Jungle Cruise, not so much Haunted Mansion, but a new Haunted Mansion is also on the way. So I'm fine with them making yet another ride movie, but only if they either have, you know, that come on, ride the train on the soundtrack, or better yet, Casey Jones. The Ayeo games are a series of erotic adventure games made for the PC-98 in Japan in the early 90s. Despite their wild storylines and complex meta-references to popular anime and manga, their legacy is mostly overlooked or forgotten. Video essayist Noel Amon tried to fix that in a recent 50-minute deep dive, but now YouTube has removed the video for violating its rules on sexual content. It's a decision Noelle rejects, and one she accuses YouTube of making without even properly reviewing her content. I mean, does it does it have the sexual content that is featured in the game? Well, YouTube didn't seem to have an issue with the video originally uploaded on June 9th until months later when it was removed on August 8th. Titled The Weird, Wonderful, and Influential World of Ayayo-san, it has garnered 16,000 views by the time Noelle realized it was missing. The video delved into the details of each of the game in the Ayayo series, as well as its relationship to the history and censorship around the broader genre of erotic games in Japan called Iroje. That sounds more academic than glorifying, like my subscriptions to various video sites on human sexuality. I filed the appeal when I woke up, and the appeal was rejected in about five minutes of sending it. Their response was the generic, it violates our community guidelines with no explanation. They also didn't explain what in the video violated guidelines. YouTube has tried to clarify its rules around sexual content over the years. Uh, specifically, it allows nudity and other content that might be construed as sexual when it's for educational purposes rather than sexual gratification. For example, nudity in a video about works of art is fine. A sizzle reel of sex scenes in movies is not. Even YouTube admits, however, that there's a huge gray area in between those two cases. That's, that's not the color choice I would have used. I'd ask you what color it is, but then that would get a little too naughty. <laughs> it's hard to see how Noelle's video didn't fall firmly in the educational category. The presentation is highly polished and dense with research and analysis on par with other high-quality video essays and the kind her Patreon subscribers pay to gain early access to. Even the screenshots and gameplay are censored to cover up genitals and any explicit sexual acts. A less censored version of the gameplay, meanwhile has remained up on up on YouTube for over two years on the publisher's channel. Well, that's glorifying the game, not the content. However, YouTube has stood by its initial assessment. The company said it would take an apparent third look at the video after Noel's Twitter thread. However, YouTube has stood by its initial assessment. The company said it would make an apparent third look at the video after Noel's Twitter threads about the takedown started making the rounds on social media. I doubt that YouTube will change course on this. They aren't exactly known for it. So, I guess I need to scrap my plans to do an eight-hour documentary series on the Leisure Suit Larry game franchise. 
Upon its release in 1993, nobody really suspected how much of an impact the original Doom would have on the industry. Along with Wolfenstein 3D, it pretty much kickstarted the first-person shooter genre and is still influencing to this very day. The fact that Steam has now simplified id Software's classic games into bundles shows the early ventures of the Doom Slayer are still very much in vogue. Perhaps what keeps the beloved FPS in the limelight is not only the timeless gameplay or endless mods, but the number of ways people can port and play it. And slaying out demons. That never gets old. Hacker Sick Codes decided, hey, I've got an idea. He managed to jailbreak the computer system of a John Deere tractor, allowing farmers to now modify their own equipment. You know, work on your own product. Showing it off at DEF CON in Las Vegas over the weekend, not only has this once again brought to the forefront the debate surrounding a consumer's right to repair their own goddamn purchases, but Sitco did what anyone else would have done when they hacked something. They installed Doom onto it. Well, that's going to make for some badass corn mazes this Halloween. There have been so many weird and wonderful devices that Doom has been ported to. I mean, you know, the iPod Mini, a vape pen, a smartwatch, and the touch bar on a MacBook Pro. There's even been a case of someone bringing the game into Doom itself. Meta. Clearly, there was something about the classic, iconic FPS that makes it ideal for installing on any number of things not officially intended to. It begs the question of what else people will port it to in the future. I mean, what's next? Minecraft on a jackhammer? Sea of Thieves on a canoe? Red Dead Redemption on an actual horse? F-U-T or foot or foot heroes cards, which are first introduced in FIFA 22, celebrate classic players and iconic moments that cemented them as heroes among their club supporters. Heroes cards will be returning in FIFA 23, but will now also be getting special illustrated versions when the game's World Cup mode launches on November 11th. Available for an extra price, no doubt. According to EA, base versions of Foot Heroes will be available when FIFA is released on September 30th, while each Foot Hero will get their own special illustrated version when the World Cup mode is added. While the base version of each Foot Hero celebrates memorable moments from their club careers, the World Cup versions will celebrate key moments in their international careers. The World Cup versions will also feature better stats than their base counterparts. And available for an extra, extra price, no doubt. They will also be doing a collaboration with Marvel and will include other items, including Tifos, kits, balls, and there will also be an online Marvel Heroes comic book featuring the players. Like, like what, with the players as Marvel superheroes? Or are the characters like, wait, like would Wolverine be playing? He'd make a terrible goalie. Though I would pay for the character for an extra, extra, extra price, no doubt! The four foot heroes currently confirmed are Yaya Toure, Park Ji-sung, Ricardo Carvalho, Carveo, and Claudio Marquisimo, Kizio. I don't know, I don't watch football. With more to be confirmed later. Last week, EA details the changes coming to FIFA's 23 to FIFA 23's ultimate team mode, including a new foot moments mode and a refreshed chemistry system. Huh. I, I thought chemistry was not allowed. It's no surprise that video games are doubling down on the original, although seriously less problematic, incarnations of NFTs. But more importantly, how do you defend against superheroes playing footy? How do I defend against Juggernaut or, or Deadpool or, or Quicksilver? Oh, wait, no, actually, he's pretty easy. <laughs> Just need a bullet. 
yeah, that, like, was wow. a, that was a good one. I was like, wow, I'm an asshole for that one. But that's... <laughs> that was a good one. <sighs> Squirrel with a gun. No, don't panic. It's a game coming to video game platform Steam, and it's about a squirrel with a gun. Not a squirrel-sized gun, mind you, but like a regular people-scale weapon that it carries around and can use to rob people, solve puzzles, and apparently fight shadowy men and black-style government agents. And at least that's what it looks like in the trailer, which is embedded in the shows. And you can watch it there. You'll love it. Thank you. I, I normally catch all those. Sorry. Is this the greatest game ever, or... The greatest game ever. What may well have started off as a joke is now clearly real, and indie developer Daniel D'Entertainment has made a Steam page for the game and everything. It's going to focus on goofy shooting and action combat alongside exploratory puzzle solving amongst what appears to be a very normal suburban neighborhood. Puzzle solving? With a gun? Is this like the kitchen gun? As a squirrel, you can already jump quite far, but using the recoil of a firearm to propel your tiny body will enable some sick aerobatics. You'll also be able to use these skills to rob people of the neighborhood, or if you prefer, help them with stuff and get rewarded. Now that's about all we can say because the concept here is incredibly thin, and if you're not on board already, you're, you're, you're not going to suddenly just get on board with this project. Oh, I'm on board. I'm on board and driving, baby! You can find Squirrel with a Gun on Steam, and you can find developer Daniel D'Entertainment on Twitter. For now, Squirrel with a Gun has a release date of Good Question? Now, my guess is that after you've, like, 75% of the game, you find out the real story. This is a clever marketing tool for the gritty reboot of Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. Oh, my God. With a gun? Oh with a gun. I am so super dark. down for that on so many levels. It's not even <laughs> funny. Holy hell, man. GOD's license in the Creative Commons attribution, not commercial, not new. It works nice, safe, three-pointer license. Come check us out on Facebook and on Twitter. And stop by the website at geekradiodaily.com. Save this one. One of the few instances where I actually pronounce that in a way that you can understand it. Yay! Ooh. Limited edition. <laughs> yeah, and check out the Patreon next month, and you can hear all the words I didn't pronounce right the first time. <laughs> yeah, we'll get the one from last month and the tiny bit from the month before. Tiny, very tiny. It all makes sense. It's coming. Just shh, pokers this weekend as well so you know deal with some stuff drop it up to podcast at geekradiodaily.com or of course a voicemail text message use these numbers 510 yep this is no respectable establishment good night suckers it's happening use the booze trying to get a lot of letters here guys weird dear hard harry my boyfriend won't talk to me anymore how do I show him that I really love him like, I, I don't know anything about these letters asking for love advice. I mean, if I knew anything about love, I would be out there making it instead of sitting in here talking to you guys. So, just uh, send me stuff at box 2710. USA Mail, Paradise Hills, Miss Arizona, 84012. Reply is guaranteed. Dear Harry, I think you're boring and obnoxious and have a high opinion of yourself. Of course, some of you are probably thinking I sent this one to myself. I think school is okay if you just look at it right. I, mean, I like your music, but I really just don't see why you can't be cheerful for one second. I'll tell you since you asked. Uh, I just arrived in this stupid suburb. I have no friends, no money, no car, no license. And even if I did have a license, all I could do is drive out to some stupid mall. Maybe if I'm lucky, play some video games, smoke a joint, and get stupid. You see, there's nothing to do 
themes have been used up, turned into theme parks.